Splash 322 for throwing fire. We're keeping it there's no doubt that the game has changed and we are changing with it welcome to season two because in this season it is all about how we become and stay operational how we're ready for every moment of our life on and off the job i'm your host jeff fanman Thanks for joining me, and let's get down to it. This podcast is brought to you as a part of the Operational Mindset Foundation. Our mission is to mentally, physically, and emotionally prepare you for the challenges you're going to face on and off the job. It's funded through donations, sponsorships, and our work with departments across the U.S. Get involved with us by visiting opmindset.org. That's opmindset.org. There you can find out how to bring a new level of training to your department and how to help us expand the conversation. Now, let's fire up today's episode. All right, welcome back to Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Bandman. Today, I'm sitting in Brute Force Training Headquarters across from, uh, man, this good-looking dude, (laughs) Colby Knapp, I've gotten to know Colby now, well, whatever, like the last six months on and off, and then really uh, a whole lot more since we've relocated here to the Denver area. And, you know, so this month, what we're dealing with and what we're really focusing on is emotional stability and then the gateways to that and then kind of the features and functions, if you will, around that, right, from leadership to personal stuff. And I stopped by and asked Colby the other day, I said, listen, uh, I know like Colby's super into breath work, super into a lot of stuff, absolutely radical human being. Uh, but I know he's working on this whole breath work package right this second. And I had this thought of thinking, wow, okay, this is breath work to me. And you've heard me talk about this several times. It's really the gateway to recovery. And the, the recovery is the gateway to stability and to emotional stability in a lot of ways. Um, not just kind of clearing the mind, but really regulating the system and if you listen to last thursday's episode when we went through all the traits and trends of emotional intelligence you know right self-regulation is a big component to that and so colby dude thanks for hanging out with me today yeah, my pleasure yeah. thank you so much um i tuned in and listened to philip's episode yeah Kernan, and that was <laughs> like we were talking before the show here um for you guys tuning in if you haven't touched on that um I think probably the best episode you've done um, of the five or six I've listened to, but absolute pleasure, man, having you here at Brute Force HQ in Denver, seeing you relocate the family, grow this business, yeah. and still be a fantastic leader. I'm just humbled to be on the podcast, man. Dude, I'm trying, man. It. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I need some, breath, life, I need some breath work. <laughs> it's real life. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. it is. I mean, and I think that's the, listen, those were the comments we get. I think the, the cool, the, the thing I wanted to create in this podcast was that this was a real, no bullshit conversation, not about selling things or this or that, but bringing people to this community that they may not be exposed to, kind of in the normal course of their lives, and then techniques and aspects and learnings and, and the things that go into, one, why do I do what I do? But then primarily, how do I stay operational? And in my world, operational is the ability to deal with everything I deal with and come home mm-hmm. and actually have a complete life. Mm-hmm. 
right? And, you know, we talk about it for our worlds. It's a 24-7 gig. It's an all-the-time deal. It's not go to the office, punch a clock, go to the gym, go home, have dinner. I mean, it's, if I'm a firefighter, I'm I'm on 24-7. Mentally, physically, emotionally, I'm kind of on. Police officer, same thing. Service members, clearly, right? This is kind of a, 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 a no-stop environment. And so... You know, I know from my own work and the things I've done, you know, the gateway to regulation internally, right? Central nervous system regulation, all those things. That's breath work, man. Yeah. And then it's the chain of events. If I can regulate my, my central nervous system, now I'm starting to actually, then I can deal with my emotional state. Once I deal with my emotional state, then I can well, deal with my, if yeah. You're, if you're in a, you know, a high negative energy, anxiety, stress, fear, uh, fear is probably a big one, fear, right? big especially one. in this community. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're in that state and you're in that place of mind, you, you, emotion is like, you know, running the show, right? You're not thinking <laughs> logically at that no. point. No. You're not thinking logically. And so breath work, at least what I've found, and there's, there's, uh, you know, when you think of breath work, first of all, let me just preface this entire conversation. Um, in doing my research, I uncovered, I mean, literally dozens of definitions of yeah. breath work. Yeah. So here's mine. Breath work is a structured daily practice with the uh, intention of influencing mechanics. So talking about actual anatomy, how we breathe, yeah. physiology, how our body exchanges O2 and CO2, and state, hmm. our frame of mind. And so breath work is simply, at least in my context, for the context of what I teach, a structured daily practice with the intention of influencing those three areas. I love that. And so you can go down like the spiritual rabbit hole and there's sure. ways to, you know, there's some different styles <laughs> out there. Well, and we know some people that But are this really is like the non-woo-woo stuff. Yeah. And it yes. fucking works. Yeah. Like hands down, especially in populations with uh, chronic stress, chronic ongoing, never ending. And seeing some of the shit that you guys see, I've got a good buddy um, I do jujitsu with. Dave, he's a Westminster PD. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was my probably one of my best friends in high school. Happy-go-lucky dude. Um, always the life of the party. And uh, we lost touch for a few years and recently caught up with him. And we're talking about, I'm like, what's it like being a cop? I can't relate. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a coach. I help people in the gym. And he's like, man, it's cool. You know, it's, you know. You ever watch Cops? It's kind of like that. I'm like, okay, but really, what's it like? Like, what's some of the hard shit? And he shared some stories that um, that were heavy, you yeah. know? And it's like, and he realized pretty quickly the importance of, like, managing his emotional state. Not just numbing and blocking out, but also, like, processing yeah. and working through some of those things. And so breath work really is a fantastic way to be able to regulate your state, I mean, in a matter of seconds. Totally. It's a potent thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been interesting, you know, out of the, when you look at, you know, two of my primary courses that I've taught forever and then, you know, some have flowed out of there, but it's the operation mindset side and then the course, the art of recovery. And what I discovered years ago was understanding that being existing in a state of being recoverable was the gateway mm-hmm. to really performing in any situation, any circumstance, right? My ability to, in action, settle mm-hmm. and move opens up my 
cognitive aperture, opens up my awareness, opens up my decision-making capability, right? So, you know, to me, recovery isn't like end of the day, now I got to check out, sit back and recover from this 12-hour, 24-hour, 48-hour shift I just did. So recovery is like an all-the-time constant deal. And the cool thing I love about breathwork is it's always available and always oh, with you. <laughs> Once you learn a couple simple strategies yep. and have the awareness that you're like, oh shit, I'm like having that thing again. Totally. I feel the anxiety. Some people have the feeling, like yep. a physical sensation in the throat, uh, in the stomach. Heaviness in the chest. Yeah. yeah. Shortness of breath. Yep, totally. Another one. Yeah. Um, having the awareness that you're actually having, you know, you need uh, you need to shift. Mm-hmm. You need to shift, right? Upregulate, downregulate, whatever it looks like, man. It's just so potent and so powerful. And it's funny, I was on... Um, um, social media the other day and I saw a good friend of mine and he was doing a some silly CrossFit workout it was a thousand step ups for time he's a firefighter okay. he had his full fire gear on yep. oxygen tank everything Back, yeah. and he's like it's not actually oxygen it's, it's just not, normal air it's just normal air yeah. oh. what's the difference <laughs> Well, I mean, you wouldn't want to breathe straight. Okay, O2. all right. So it is right. the same. Yeah, it's the same. It just gone through compressed. Sorry, I had to. I, <laughs> had, I had to make that correction for everyone because there's <laughs> what's, it there's, called? what's it called? It's just air. It's, an air tank. Yeah, it's an air tank. Right, air pack. Right. So he's wearing his air pack, full right. on there gear, and he's got his heart rate, you know, jacked up through the roof, just doing this for a while. And I'm like, um, his name's Matt. Matt Chan. I'm like, Matt, what's like, what's up with this? You know, what are you doing? And he's just getting ready, specificity for. I mean, dude, this is what firefighters do. You guys are carrying around a bunch of heavy shit. It's like hot as fuck, right? And one of the things that he has been implementing is um, a strategy just called nasal breathing. Super simple. Just breathing in and out through the nose. Mm-hmm. And so what we're finding is when you can shift out of um, mouth breathing, that should be a gear reserved for extremely high output. So I'm talking like full-on sprint assault bike, you know, last minute, 30 seconds of effort when your body really, you just need to open up the vent, so to speak, and flood with oxygen. Okay. You can only sustain that 30 seconds, a minute. Interesting. So talking about breath work, one of the, I guess, unintended benefits without really thinking about it is learning this gear system in your output. You can regulate your energy expenditure through your breathing. The point I share the story of Matt doing this is he's like, you know, I was just experimenting doing nasal breathing only this entire time. He had to pull his pace back considerably. However, the uh, rate of perceived exertion is much lower. The recovery is much quicker. Hmm. Um, and we can dive into nasal breathing and stuff like that later. But it's a very simple strategy right on the fly. If you ever find yourself in a stressful interaction, just take a breath in and out through the nose. Um, the longer the exhale, uh, the exhale rather should be twice the length of an inhale. Okay. That slow pause not only gives your brain a minute to like catch up, right? Because you're bringing your focus internally. But what you're actually doing with that extended exhale is you are switching on your parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. Which is your, and it's this, it's this constant balance. It's this constant game. If you were to look at it on a graph, it's like... Um, uh, a constant oscillation of mm-hmm. up and down, up and down, up and down. Stressor comes in, the recovery that needs to happen is just as equal. And so when we can take that nasal breath real slow, two, three seconds in, um, four, six seconds out, that just kind of puts us back to our baseline. You know, it's interesting because I did an interview with Andy Clark. She's out of Canada. 
she's got an actual uh, genetic disorder that triggers her central nervous system that dysregulates her and puts her in a high stress state. Damn. Her son has it, yeah. So she had to figure out. I mean, she was a shit show, basically, for a lot of her life. <laughs> she still admits it, yeah. you know. And uh, and one of the things she said in her research, she understood, especially like even doing nasal breathing and triggering and just focusing effort on the left nostril, mm-hmm. like it's the closest point to the vagal nerve. Yeah. Right, so it actually then stimulates the vagal nerve, which then begins to, you know, start to help regulate heart rate variability, opens up the fascia around the heart. You know what I mean? It starts to totally. to run that chain. So I, I'm sitting here going, yeah, duh. Oh, okay. totally, man. And like nasal breathing, man, is just like it's e- it's easily accessible, right? It's just something that if we can just have the awareness, like I'm not talking about a one percent improvement. I'm not talking about like a little tweak, like, I don't know, what's a small thing that guys could do better in their day-to-day life? Like a tiny little fix. I don't know. Now you put me on the spot. Now I got to think of so something. I don't, I mean, nasal breathing yeah. is like a 25 to 50% okay. improvement. We're yeah. talking like in rates of perceived exertion. It's an order of magnitude. It's an order, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, and it's such a simple thing. Like, it's mind-blowing that more people aren't aware of this. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons I'm able to come in and, and teach this stuff here at the gym and teach it with my clients, and the benefits are immediate. Immediate, yeah. Immediate. And so having this gear system where you can learn your pacing in your training, in live situations, you what this means is you can, instead of going from 0 to 100 in a split second, like, sure, the thing can happen, whatever, but your reaction could be like 0 to 50. You're calm, you're logical, you're precise, as opposed to what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Right? So I'll watch um, uh, Active Self-Protection. Have you ever heard of this YouTube channel? No. This guy breaks down um, uh, shooting engagements okay. like from closed-circuit cameras. Um, and it's just so wild. It happens so fast. Dude. So fast. Right? I've never had it happen. I've never experienced it. I hope I never do. And I'm grateful for, for those of you who um, you know, are serving and, and helping um, but, and I like to think, man, if I was in that situation, what would I do? I don't know. I'd probably fucking run away. You know what I mean? Like I get the <laughs> well, fuck out of it. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, but uh, I'm yeah. not the one who has to go bust in the door and get the bad guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just breath work as a whole is a way to control your state, right? Big picture. Like, I, I, I can't relate to this, but like getting geared up for a fucking SWAT call. These guys do it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, man, I mean, if you think about it, right? I mean, we exist in this world where where we're hanging out, right? Where we are, gen- like, there's, when there's you guys two are conditions. Chilling. Yeah, are you really conditions. chilling? Are you like, yeah, off? I mean, I think so. Well, you're, you know, so let's talk about it from the fire service or from the law enforcement perspective. You know, our day, you show up, you're doing your shift, you do your checks, you do whatever. Maybe you're doing training, maybe you're doing PT, you're doing whatever. You might be having lunch. I mean, you might be having breakfast. You might be sitting around smoking and joking. You might just be chilling out. You're laughing at something, and then out of nowhere, eh, meh, meh, you know, everybody respond for the house fire, blah, 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 blah. And so you have an instant rise, mm-hmm. right? You have an instant chemical dump reaction. Body begins to move into action. Mm-hmm. You move towards the fire truck quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You used to run and haul ass and knock each other down and beat the shit out of each other, but now I think they're, it still may happen. <laughs> um, 
you know, and then you get in a, you, you got to get your gear on, you're getting set up, you got to go through everything. But like and, knowing that it's live. Yeah. Versus a drill. Well, yeah, and then you're in it, and then it's real deal. And then, you know, you got streams of communication coming in. It's like, you know, an officer going from grabbing a cup of coffee in the morning because he finally had a break between all the kind of mundane, you know, go check the welfare of somebody or go settle somebody down call to, you know, armed robbery, suspect with a gun, active shooting shots at a school, fired. shots fired, yeah. officer down, like all the, like, man, life changed on a dime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I've always tried to say is I need the tools to put myself in the condition I need to be in for this moment and the next, mm-hmm. right? And to me, this is one of these key things, but I want to drill a point before we kind of get into technique and a few other things. The gateway to the gateway is recognition, right? It is a level of awareness that says, my body, I'm, I'm going for the ride. So tightening the chest, difficulty breathing, you know, pit in the stomach, pit in the stomach yeah. right? headache, flushing, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you have to find what your indicator is. And what I found over life is, man, it's as different for you as it is for me as everybody mm-hmm. else. So you can't say this is the indicator. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware enough to see that I'm dysregulated, mm-hmm. that I'm coming out of pocket. I used to tell people all the time, you know, if you go to the engine, get in the fire truck, get your gear on, and you struggle to like buckle your seatbelt or put your air pack on, like if you're fumbling with that, yeah, exactly. You know, if you're fumbling with that, you're out of the zone. You're creeping out of that zone because that is something you do regularly without thinking. So autonomic response now, you've done it a million times in your life. You should not have any difficulty doing that. And if you do, that should be a, like a glaring indicator mm-hmm. that you're something's amiss. That you're dysregulated, that you need to regulate. And so that's why I wanna I wanna make sure that we're we're attacking that as step one. It's like self-regulation. And you know, you know it. Whoever you are, you know when you're dysregulated. Totally. And, just, and like listen, there's no judgment. No. Don't judge yourself. No. That turns into this downward spiral Dude, of negativity absolutely. and negative. No, it self-talk. just there it is. But it's like here's the thing, man. Society at large, we do a really good job of making heroes out of the service, out of firefighters, out of police, and for good reason. What they do are heroic acts. I listened to your episode where you talked about, please don't call me a hero. No, yeah. But here's the deal. You're human. Yeah. You have these same psychological things, the same physiological responses. Yeah, same emotional traits as anybody else. No matter how much training, like you cannot beat the stress response out of a person. You can inoculate a person to handle more and more and more. (laughs) However, the you know, that's gonna come on the tail end too. Like there's a equal and opposite reaction. I had somebody tell me once out of a class, they they pulled me aside and they're like, you know, I don't I don't have a fight or flight response. I just said. Point gun his head right away. Okay, I. Uh, all right, let's talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but but some people, you know, they they get numb to things over time, or they don't think they have it's something. Like but it's there. Yeah. It is always there. Yeah, totally. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't want to. Get well, too the point is just like yeah, have the awareness. Yeah. Right. Know that like oh shit okay, like I, this is a moment. Yeah. This is like one of those like pivot points. Yeah, inside. I need to be now, on my peak. Yeah, now yeah. action, right? Awareness, and yeah. now that's got to lead to it. Totally. Of ultimately, action. having that awareness is going to allow you to instantly shift into like go mode. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, cool. I know how to do this. Confident. It's called a high positive, right? As opposed to like a high negative. Yep. Anxiety, fear, yep. anger. It's like flow. 
Yep. Focus, energy, boom. Yeah, totally, man. So, all right. So let's let's kind of talk through then some of the like the immediate techniques. You know, I'm I'm going to an incident, or you know, I'm walking into a village, right? I'm trying to like like there's a moment where I have an opportunity, mm-hmm. even in you know pre incident, pre action, pre you know fire ground, pre call. You know, pre-communication, pre—you know, most times, hopefully, you know, maybe pre-gunfight, unless I walked into an ambush and then I'm just kind of fucked. Uh, you know, then it's on. Uh, but there's 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 these subtle moments that give me an opportunity to regulate, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm responding to an incident, that response is an opportunity to regulate before I show up. Mm-hmm. So. What are, you know, so nasal breathing, I, I like, I like it. And, you know, what you basically said was, you know, two, three seconds in and then basically double out. Just a long extended exhale. A long extended exhale, yeah. Is going to be very beneficial to downshift, to downregulate, to like bring you back to base, mm-hmm. right? Um, something important to note too, that like with mechanics and breathing, it's a skill. It sounds so silly. I know every time I say this, I'm like, oh, breathing is a skill. It sounds so fucking pretentious. Dude, it's like seeing, it it's like seeing your front side post. You have to train the system totally. to do that. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, you, exactly. you have to. There, There is not a, it has to be, you have to be disciplined. You have to be on it. You have to be a little more, you know, over yeah. focused at first before it becomes a natural totally. course of action. So, yeah. And so the reason this is important is, so we've got our, our autonomic nervous system, which by and large is unconscious. Mm-hmm. It's our respiration, our heart rate, our digestion, all these different things that we really can't control. However, so a uh, stressor comes in, something happens, we see it or we hear it or we feel it mm-hmm. through our senses, mm-hmm. right? And that's how our brain interprets it. So depending on the intensity of the trigger and our perception of it. Yep. There's some really cool research that's showing oh, yeah. not only because what might stress you out might make me twice as freaked out. Totally. Right? Like I ain't walking into a burning building. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's not my <laughs> jam, bro. So how you perceive the stressor, and I actually think that's where most of the adaptation happens in this these fields, mm-hmm. is like they are they are learning to perceive these in a way that kind of downregulates the stress response. So there's that psychological component. So then what happens is uh, the sympathetic nervous system just goes, boom, activates. We need it. That's what keeps us alive. That's what gives us energy to fight, to survive, to run away, to do whatever. Breath work allows us to shift between those two on demand. Mm-hmm. We can upregulate. Like, and that's what one of the things that's really important um, I'll use with some of my clients who suffer from anxiety. Um, bear with me here on this analogy, but... For their entire life, they're like, man, this whole like this whole breathing thing isn't really working. I try to calm down, and I just can't calm down. I'm like, have you ever tried to like ramp up? Have you ever tried to like just embrace it and go with the feeling? And they're like, no. Sure, shit, we try it. They're like, dude, this is fucking life changing. My anxiety is gone. So what they were doing was fighting this response and trying to like downplay it when really it's just like, nah, just let it go. And then it was trying to tell them other things. So in this context, if I'm riding in that fire truck or in the police car or whatever I'm trying to remain calm I'm trying to remain cool but I'm also like I could start upregulating a little bit like alright I need to be alert I need to yeah. be ready to go so when we're talking about breathing we're talking about mechanics number one it's a skill um, it's something that you should practice daily I would suggest part of your morning routine 
um, you know, when you can. And honest, honestly, it doesn't matter when. I've just had the best results with my clients, having them do it in the morning, higher adherence, uh, better energy for the day. It's usually a calm time where you're not interrupted by kids, coworkers, yeah. family, whatever. So morning seems to be the best. Uh, the morning protocol that I like to take people through um, is a, uh, I'll explain the, the setup. It's a one, one, two, one cadence, right? Which each of those numbers refers to the inhale, hold, exhale, hold. One, one, two, one. Now, in order to individualize those numbers, you're going to want to do something called the CO2 tolerance test. There's some really cool research that's showing that our level of CO2 tolerance, the more tolerant we are to CO2, the less emotionally reactive we are. Interesting. So bear with me for a second. This is really fucking cool. Um, Dr. Andrew Huberman, University of Stanford, is doing some studies on this right now. What he's showing is the less sensitive you are um, to CO2, CO2 buildup is what happens when we're, our metabolism's running, we're holding our breath. Um, the less sensitive we are to that, the, um, sorry, the more sensitive we are to that, the more reactive we are emotionally. Interesting. So, anxiety. Yeah. Uh, a very strong stress response, mm -hmm. um, uh, getting emotionally triggered by yeah. other people. All of this is actually I don't know anything to, about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should have heard a conversation before this. Exactly. <laughs> um, all of this is actually tied to our level of CO2 tolerance. Breath work, here's where this gets really fucking cool, especially for this industry. So when you invited me on, I was like, fuck yeah, this is so cool. When you can expand your tolerance to CO2, your perception of stressors, your reaction, and, your, and this is actually measurable data via HRV, it goes down. Your reactivity goes lower. You become inoculated to stress. Interesting. Through breath work. It's yeah. potent. It's yeah. very potent. So I share that to say, like, this shit is very, very valuable. Um, and it's not some hippy-dippy new world thing. Like the, yeah, the and it's, and it's not necessarily extreme Win, Wim Hof, no. you know, go dump and yourself that's in. That's one, one method. One method, yeah. I mean, I, you know, breathwork, that's what I, I, you know, in a generic way, because I get questions all the time, so I'm glad we're doing this. Because uh, I always look at somebody like, one, it's very individualized, yep. right? You're the way you regulate in your breath work, how long you breathe, how far, you know, all that stuff mm -hmm. can be trained, but you've got to find your individual flow with it, you totally. know, and breath work is kind of like, you know, assholes. Everybody's got one yeah. and, you know, some of them suck, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, it, there's a lot out there. So, okay. So when we're talking about like, let's do a morning setup. Let's talk yeah. two things real quick, you know, so let's talk about a morning setup and what that looks like. And I want to reiterate some of what you just said. And then, like, what what are the tools I could use? You know, because right now somebody could be listening to this and literally, as soon as we're done talking, Go do it. be going, putting it into action. Yeah. Right? And, and being like, okay, those guys are full of shit or, holy cow, that really worked. Let me try this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that's what I love about this show because <laughs> the reality. These are things, I mean, seriously. Somebody's like, going to use this in the next it's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and listen, if you do, I want to hear about this. Yeah. Um, you can find me on my website, colbynep.com. Jeff will have it linked in the show. I'm not linking it. He's not going to link it. I'm not Colbynep.com. <laughs> um, in case you don't understand. But so morning morning, morning setup, real simple. Um, I would suggest you start with at least five minutes. 
minutes. Okay. Right, five minutes. Find a comfortable, safe environment, a place where you can close your eyes and not feel like somebody's watching you. Mm. There's like this psychological, emotional thing where you don't want to be judged yeah. the first time you do it, right? Totally. So find a safe space. Okay. I hate that word, but find a safe space, right, where you can be comfortable. You can do it sitting down. You can do it lying down. Um, I don't suggest doing it standing up. You can if you want to, but find a comfortable spot. And so the first thing we're going to do is actually test your CO2 tolerance. There's four breaths in the CO2 tolerance test. Um, so what we're going to do is go ahead and close the mouth. And you can do this right now as we're doing this. If you're driving, maybe stop because you need a timer. But it's real simple. You're going to take uh, kind of two or three nasal breaths in, in and out at your normal pace. On the fourth breath, you're going to inhale fully through the nose. So maximum inhale through the nose. Fill the lungs as full as you can. You're going to start your stopwatch, and you are going to exhale as slowly as you can. Cool? That's your CO2 tolerance test. If you score a 20 seconds or lower, you really need this very bad. That's a very low score. It indicates poor pulmonary capacity. It indicates poor aerobic fitness. And it indicates high emotional reactivity. Um, about 20 to 30 seconds is average for most. If you can score upwards of like a 50 to 60 second, that indicates like advanced or um, above average levels of aerobic fitness, pulmonary capacity, and reactivity to stress. Some guys can get upwards of 90 seconds, but those guys are, we're talking about elite level free divers who literally train this hours a day, yeah. every day. Yeah. So in this context, I would say a really good benchmark is to shoot for 60 seconds. Right, 60 second test, and um, it sounds silly. It's like, yeah, I could, I could do that until you try it. And you're until like, you try it, right? Oh, fuck, yeah, 15 <laughs> seconds. What's wrong? Let me tell you, there's a lot of shit in this community that's like, oh, I could do that, and then we try it, and, and then, then we're like, like, yeah, okay, maybe I can't do that. Totally. Yeah. And so with the morning routine, you're just gonna want to do, you're gonna want to find some protocol. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll give you a couple today. It doesn't matter what it is, but something that's gonna leave you um, feeling what you want it to feel. Which is, if you want to feel awake, you want to feel focused, There's you can find a protocol that will do that for you. Okay. What usually works most times, in my experience, is a 1-1-2-1. One, one, one. So if we're going to extend this out, it would be like a 5-second inhale, 5-second hold, 10-second exhale, 5-second hold. Okay. And you do that for 10 to 15 cycles. Mm. Minimum 10. Okay. To really start to drive some of the, the adaptation. So that would be like a typical morning breathing session. Um, one of my personal favorites is um, when you're switching tasks. This is what right. I did before coming in. It's just something when you want to like put some closure to this previous thing and also kind of perk up and get ready for your next activity, whatever that is. Um, uh, excuse me. That would be transitions. Transitions. And, and moments of recovery. Yeah. Kind of like you we talk talked about, about, oh, a gazillion yeah. freaking times on the Transitions. Show. Yes. Yeah, man. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is my personal favorite. Task switching yeah. and transitions. Yeah. Where we is, fail miserably. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Transitions are huge, man. And if you have the awareness, they're everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. All they're day. The all the time. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Brute Force Training. When you're ready to be in the physical condition necessary to meet the rigors, demands, and expectations of your profession, then check out the team over at BruteForceTraining.com and pick up their gear. I promise you, it will put you in the condition you need to be in for this moment and the next. You can use the discount code OPMINDSET, that's OP Mindset, and the team will take a little bit off the top for you. Now, always remember, train accordingly. Now, let's get back to the show.
That protocol is real simple. It's a one, two, one, and there's no exhale hold. So it's like three rounds of like seven in, 14 hold, seven out. You do that three times, and then you're going to go 15 really deep, aggressive breaths. And through the it. mouth or through the nose? If you want to get a really upregulating effect, all through the mouth. Like you'll feel the oxygen. It'll feel very different. Hmm. If you just go through the nose, it's going to be a pretty mild effect. Okay. Everybody's different. Everybody's this different. This is what yeah. I feel. But and then after those fifteen, it's called super ventilation. <laughs> Big deep breaths like that. After those fifteen, you're going to exhale, hold as long as you can. Hmm. 30, 45 seconds. Okay. There. Do that two times. Do that two times. Your brain is just like fucking on fire. You feel great. Interesting. Fast switch. So okay. that's how you kind of work in a morning routine. Um, or and, for that transition. And a transition, course. man. Yeah. It takes it takes five minutes, right? We're talking about ten minutes of your day yeah. with like unlimited upside. Yeah. So what is the what's a good you know what's a good kind of like I like to call inaction or in flow technique, right? So if I'm driving the fire truck or I'm the engine officer or I'm fireman in the back or I'm the law enforcement officer, you know, screaming down the road. And, you know, I'm managing a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I'm managing traffic. I'm receiving information. I'm trying to decipher stuff. I'm having to communicate out and not sound like an ass on the radio mm-hmm. when I do that. Um, how could I leverage some of this stuff kind of in those moments? Yeah. You know, I like the, I, I really can see kind of some of the nasal breath work. Does it, should I just start that process? Yeah, or? just, man, it's going to come from awareness and training. Yeah. Right. Like speaking of transitions, the way that I teach my clients to make breath work or like better mechanics part of their day is to when you when you transition from office to office, car to um, headquarters, whatever, home to work, use that time to nasal breathe and just be aware of it. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to I'm transitioning. I'm walking from the parking lot into the store. I'm leaving the restaurant. I'm going back to my car. Take that time and just nasal breathe. Yeah. That's like layer one. Yeah. Layer two, once you feel comfortable with that, would be like, okay, as you're warming up for your workout, nasal breathe. Yeah. Try that. And then tell me it's not hard. <laughs> Try that. Uh, doing like a nasal breathing only conditioning session would be like the next level. Wow. Okay. Full on nasal breathing, right? And then you're really going to find your gears. You're going to have these moments of panic where you're like, I actually don't have enough oxygen right now. And then you got to slow down your respiration and you're taking control of your physiology in that moment so like that. lowest hanging fruit man is like just like make nasal breathing kind of you don't have to do it all day every day but make it your norm especially in stressful situations yeah you know i started to do that and we talked about uh with andy i'm going to reference back because this is relevant right so a different side of it when she talked about you know the fact that we don't you know we exercise our sympathetic response constantly mm-hmm. in this world right we're constantly heightened and you know, in that place and we're not exercising the rest and digest. Yeah. We're not exercising. We're not teaching the body to regulate. Yeah. We're teaching the body to be stressed. To be stressed. Yeah. So it's no wonder when we go home, we can't regulate when we walk can't through, the, can't go through the door. No. Are you kidding me? That's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, right there. Dude, totally. We're, what we're talking about, that really hit home for me because I'll have days like where I get inside and I'm just like still at work. Yeah. And like, I'm like not being a good dad, not being a good husband in that way. Man, breathing, like if you could like park around the house or like somewhere, even park in your garage, right? Yeah. Just chill out for a few minutes. Open up um, an app I recommend. It's called Breathe Plus. Um, another one is called State, mm-hmm. S-T-A-T-E. 
Breach Plus is customizable. You can put in your own. I like State that. is like their own defined protocol. Okay. They're both fantastic. Yep. You could just fire that up, right? Real simple, three or four minutes, do a little task switch, transition, boom, leave work at home. Or sorry, don't leave work at home. Leave work at work. <laughs> yeah. Leave work at work and then come home and be engaged. And what you'll notice over a few uh, exposures of doing this is like people are going to notice. Other people are going to be like, something's changed. Well, and here's the thing about it, right? It actually gives you an opportunity. I don't, I mean, I have a hard time sometimes, you know, leave leave work at the office or leave work at the station or leave work we're here or, you know because because we really can't you know but here's the difference you're walking in with if you can regulate you know we just talked thursday about emotional intelligence and i you know and i shared how you know my own my own state my own emotional state has such an impact on everyone around me like if i'm shitty or i'm heavy or i'm whatever Dude, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and it jacks Morgan up through mm-hmm. the roof. You know what I mean? And it, and then it and then it's it good starts all the other one stuff, right? Yeah. And then it just yeah. triggers this huge downfall. Whereas if I've had a tough day, and I can transition and regulate, do the breath work, I come in in a different way. Oh, dude. And. And then I know she's willing to hear whatever is going. Like she'll know maybe I'm, I didn't have the best day, or it was a tough incident or a tough call. It was something. She'll know that. But by me being regulated and not carrying all you know all of it in there and being dysregulated, she's actually willing then to be like, "Hey, what's going on? How are you? You know, what's up?" And then you're in a headspace, too, where you're not feeling judged. You're not feeling attacked. Yeah, it's not like I'm doing something wrong or I'm all fucked up. You're like, you're in a headspace where it's like, hey. Listen, today was, today was, today was bad, you know, and I don't want to talk about it or I want to share it with you, but I'm at least able to communicate in a whole different context Mm -hmm. than, you know, stumbling through the door upset, irritated, frustrated, and carrying all this extra stuff. So, man, I... I'll, dude, I'll tell you huge. what, man. I just had my second son. He's uh, three months old. And it's I forgot the newborn stage. Like, how this goes. <laughs> I'm getting... Like, dude, we're dude, just in I, it, bro. I, just, I went 13 years before Yeah, I did yeah, it before again. you just did it again. Yeah, I should have shot myself in the leg. Life would be easier. all right? And I was like... So, and I still am. Like, it's, it's fantastic. And yeah, it's great. It but, great. dude, there's moments where, like... Like these things are triggered from my son crying and screaming that I don't know how to fix. I'm like, I tried, yeah. tried your diaper, I tried feeding you. I don't know what the fuck you want. There are these moments where like I have to regulate. Where yeah, I'm like, yeah, you have no. If idea. I don't, I have a very angry response, dude. Which is like punch things. Yeah, and Declan has taught me so much about dude. that. Yeah, because because they're all they are is, an, is a bundle of energy. Yeah, that's it. And that's all they feel. Yeah, is whatever your. Oh, and then it gets even worse. Right? Dude, they feel that energy. Oh yeah, and right. Then it's like then you're and then you're spun out of control. And then I have the awareness of like, whoa, I need a better solution. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just get pissed. This can't be my strategy because right. this is going to end up not good. Yeah. for Everybody in my family. Yeah. Yeah, because then you're not, then you violate kind of the idea of creating safety for those mm-hmm. around you, right? And uh, you know that's where I, I hate that that over time emotions have been labeled the way they have been labeled. You know, especially in our world, it's like this negative piece. You can't have emotions. Oh, yeah. oh man, yeah. I always say, and I said it on Thursday. The only, the only acceptable emotion in our community is anger. Anger, 
Really? Oh yeah. You can you can't be happy too long. You can be a little cut up, but then why is that? But then you're fucking like I'm an outsider asking them why. Yeah. So you can't be sad. You know, because sadness is a sign of sign of weakness. Yeah. You can't be uh, too happy because then you're not being serious. Whoa. You know, but dude, you can be as pissed off as you want to be pissed off. You can be as angry as you want to be. Because that's what the that's what the collective emotion is. Is wow. Because everybody feels that. Because everybody's pissed off. Everybody's because that's the expression of the sensation they're experiencing. They haven't it's identified anger. what that's. In. Yeah, that's just the expression of it, yeah. right? And and it's gnarly. And so, you know, this is a this is a different model of how we exist and um, and begin to see. Hey, wait a minute, you know. I can be sad. That that was actually sadness. Like how? Like that would be so hard to separate. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like walking Dude. in and seeing uh, a family murdered, or like just seeing some heinous shit. It's like, how can you? Like, I guess I understand why the reaction is the numbness. I get that. Yeah. It's just it's fucked up that that's how the standard is. I guess. Yeah, and then and then you got to go be, you know, because because anger. And I will I, I will ask you this as a trainer because I, in my world, you know, even in the physicality of our world, even in the the physical training of our world, the answer was always get angry at it. You want to lift heavier? Get angry. Wow. Draw on that anger. So hit it harder. Go faster. You right. know. So you're embedded with anger. Stress hormone is the <laughs> is the emotional connection to a higher level of performance. Mm-hmm. Which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I that's mean? Just such a backwards relationship. Dude, yeah, but that's the way it's been. Like, have you, you've, you felt like rage. You felt rage. <laughs> like, I'm talking seeing red, like just fucking mad. Yes. Yeah. You cannot tell me that's the best way to show up, right? But it is. That's no. what the thinking is. Well, and then the problem is then, then we're launched into shame and we're launched Dude. into sadness. And we're launched into judgment, and then we're launched into uh, I'm not who I want to be. Uh, yeah. Am I even making a difference? That's, and then, and then the question is, am I even worthy? Mm-hmm. Should I even be on this earth? You know, I mean, it gets, dude. That's that's what that's what I want. <laughs> it's that's the conversation. It's like this is where we are, and to me, the problem is. The communities want to want to pill it, you know, want to uh, want to go treat it, treat it, medicate, medicate it. Yeah, better don't, word. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this pill. We'll just medicate it or go drink more, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And 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 what we've missed is, listen, no. What I need to teach you to do is regulate your systems. What I need to do is encourage you to be aware of what's happening in that moment. And then give you the the biological tools, mm-hmm. breath work. Mm-hmm. It's a biological tool mm-hmm. that then enhances your natural. Listen, we're smart people. We can kind of find the answer. You know, this is a coach. You don't have the answer. They do. Totally. You have to just unlock it. And so, you know, everybody gets it. And this is a technique to me. This is why I wanted you to come on this month because this is a gateway to this pillar of emotional stability, mm-hmm. of emotional regulation, of you know what I like to call bringing calm to chaos. I can't stop the chaos and I can't control the chaos, but I sure as hell 
can be the one to show up to bring calm to the environment, right? And, and then use that capacity. But I can't do that unless I have a tool that, that, that biologically regulates me. Mm-hmm. You know, the mind and body are yeah, one thing. I mean, like, people are going to pick that up. Like, if you have Dude. a like, high anxious energy, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No, everything's good. No, you're not. Yeah, people <laughs> can just look at your body language mm-hmm. and know that you can see a leader who's calm, who's confident, and who's collective. Well, hopefully, you guys just thought of that person. Yeah. And that's a great example, a great role model to have in your mind. But on the flip side, we can read body language very well. We can know when a person actually isn't calm and isn't regulated, and despite them saying so. Dude, we're energetic beings. Absolutely. You know? And so that's where this conscious control of your autonomic nervous system comes into play. Yeah. It's this really weird thing. It's, dude, I have this crazy thought. Like, we're born into these bodies, and it, to me, it's like the greatest mystery in the universe. It's like, okay, so how do we really do this stuff? How do I regulate all these parts and pieces and yeah. joints and thoughts, right? It's just this unknown mystery. That we're still fucking learning about dude and it's crazy and i love it man i mean this has been uh such a journey and such a discovery of things so uh, so breathwork man like you're yeah. talking about you're talking about using it to access um emotional stability so one thing that makes me think of like breathwork has been used for thousands and thousands of years it's used in shamanic rituals it's yep. used in indian tribes like all these different things but here in 2019 2020 what, what does that mean if someone were to be using that to get to emotional to get to an emotionally stable place how do you see breathwork fitting in and allowing that is it changing state to get to a place where you can like reflect and think on some hard stuff is it like being able to regulate your state and your emotions I, you know my personal opinion is there is there's a whole you know, breath is the only biological function, physiological function we can control. Mm-hmm. It's the gateway, right? And um, for years, we spent a lot of world in, in you know, in the aspects of psychology, yep. and thought that was the answer. And I'm a big believer that the answer really lies in our biological makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, in balancing the internal systems to then create access to what we need to see, uncover, unpack, deal with, talk about, or whatever it is. And so, you know, to me, breath work, and there, you know, like there's a ton of options out mm-hmm. there, but I've watched it. I mean, I watch it on the range when we do the meditation shoots, yeah. right? The deep core. Uh, what do they tell you to do when you're shooting? What's the cue? Mm-hmm. I remember I remember when I was learning how to shoot, I'm, and I'm a fucking rookie, but I remember something like, you're not are you exhaling as you pull the trigger do you know this yeah i mean i think it you know it definitely varies so there's there's the exhale the pause you know the the slight hold at the at the bottom half of the breath or two-thirds but that varies depending upon weapon and style and who and everything else right there's a lot so what to i'm trying it. to do so, is make this connection yeah right? so you're already practicing breath work yeah oh totally it, oh yeah if you're a shooter if you're a shooter i mean yeah. most guys most guys no matter what they're on the exhale yes right and, and it is a release, not only in breath, but of energy, mm-hmm. right? I'm settling myself because like I say, you know, shooting's easy. All you ever have to do is press through that trigger without disturbing the front sights mm-hmm. under any conditions imaginable, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's that easy. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Doesn't matter if shit's blowing up or bullets are coming back at you. All you have to do is yeah. be able to press through that trigger and not disturb the front sights. That's it. That's the only thing. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. But that requires you to be stable and regulated in order to achieve that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, breathwork shows up. Listen, this community, you're not, you're not ignorant to breathwork. It's there. It's subtle. For years, it's been slang or, you know, an approach or this or that. And then over the last probably 10 years, been inundated with all the techniques. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And so that's why I actually come on the show because I know if you've, if you've taken on a technique, it's not bullshit. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to validate uh, that I trust you and what you're giving to the audience is an actual tangible tool because mm-hmm. there's some shit out there that, like, it'd be great if I'm climbing Mount Everest and cool. Oh. And, you know, sounds great, but it's unobtainable. Right. And that's where I look at it. You know, I, I believe that the, the breath work, whatever it looks like for you, in order to be successful with it, you have to have a level of awareness. If I create a level of awareness in you as to your state, then I've got access to do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I'm aware that I need to breathe, Okay, then I can be aware of what my sensation is, what emotions that triggering, what thoughts that's bringing up, and then what courses of actions I'm most likely to take at this point in time. So it's a gateway, right? It's a it's a gateway drug, right? It's a <laughs> it's an opportunity. That's why it's important to me because we're unfortunately we're focusing on the end results of not doing breath work, of not regulating, of not being aware. Mm-hmm. Which you know then starts this downfall chain. We know how that ends up. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Not good. Not fucking good. And What's the number at today? For I don't know. Military. I don't know. It's it's twenty seven maybe. It's growing. Yeah, it is, and it's growing across the fire service and law enforcement community. It really is. I mean, it is a it is a serious issue. Wait, let me ask you this: as an outsider, yeah, what are guys on the inside, people on the inside? What do they say and think about that? What's like the what's like the consensus? It, it varies. There isn't one because you got you still have a large community that ignores it. You know, is that largely kind of what happens? Kind of like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, and then you and then you just have a uh, you don't have a safe space to say it. I mean, I didn't say it for years. But you were feeling it, dude. I've had thoughts of suicide in my head for since I was a kid. And then enhanced by everything else I've done. I felt like I told Phil, you know, I, I have felt like a failure in one aspect or another of my life virtually every day. Same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then it, then that bleeds to yeah. why do I even need to be here? Yeah. And what is my purpose? And is it even worth it? Am I causing more harm by being here than not? Right. I mean, dude, it's a, that's why I talk about, you know, intervention versus prevention. All we do is intervention. If the thought has come into your head... You, there's, there needs to be an intervention, mm-hmm. not just the act. That's the current model. That's what you're saying. No, that's the current model is we're just, just going to pretend it doesn't pre- exist. Pre- pretend it doesn't exist, and then teach you some prevention measure, and have some person who has no correlation to your world so who doesn't. Then that sets up this weird context because then, okay, so I've gone through this preventative training, which you can't. This is so crazy, dude. <laughs> okay, hey guys, don't think of a pink Sorry. elephant. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, I mean, like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Well, and then call the person who's not going to understand what your life is about and then deal with, it's like when I facilitated a conversation between Office of Medical Services, all the sites at the agency and some of the operators. And we had them all in a room, a collective room, we were teaching a program. 
and they were there. And you know, the biggest thing that came out was they had the opportunity to go, we're not here to take your guns away. We're actually here to keep you doing crazy shit around the world. You know, and my response was, they, it's like garbage. If you don't take your garbage out, what's going to happen? And it's going to stink and be nasty and it's going to fuck everything up. You have to take the garbage out. But the problem is there's a big, there's a big gap and there's a big lack of trust in that community because there's a huge pool of people that don't know, you know, because I always said, it's like, if I go see somebody and actually said what, what was going on, you know, the psych would have PTSD by the time I left the room. Right. So why would I even remotely share myself with you? So it's a big challenge. And, but I draw back, but I look back at it and there is a course of action to dealing with that. And it, it, it comes in self-regulation. It comes in opening up a pathway to be able to feel what you need to feel, say what you need to say, experience what you, you know, need to experience. That's not pressure over that first sentence. Feel what you need to feel. Dude, big time. Like that's got to be. It's, that's the hardest thing. Right? Yeah. We don't want to feel those things. They're uncomfortable. They don't well, feel good. And then, they're, and then if I let that overfold, then am I being weak? Right. No. You know, am I going to be incapable right. of then doing it again? Right? Am I going to be uh, unable to handle the next thing? Mm-hmm. And... I think it makes you more capable. Oh, dude, it does. It, it makes your my, capacity infinitely larger my it's you like you can feel those feelings and have those experiences and learn from them yeah i mean it's, it's like so after i did my work with elliot Rowe, who you know was on a was on season one i asked him on the podcast afterwards when we did the hypnotherapy session and and got rid of anger got rid of this release this anger this whole thing um <laughs> my first thought was fuck i'd have been a badass without all that shit like if i could go back 20 years and start over without anger yeah Without that aggressive, yeah. child-embedded point of anger. It's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. Dude, anger, seven, anger it, is something it, we learn oh, yeah. early, very, early, very, very early. Like, like, yeah, like already, mm-hmm. you know, one, two, yeah. three months. Yep. Yeah, it's exactly. Very, yeah, and so, and we create it in our offspring because we are mm-hmm. that way. You know what I mean? Because that's the energy they're used to. Because mm-hmm. they don't can't think, oh, dad's angry or they're mom's learning. angry. They're just, they're just learning the they're energy connection and if the energy connection is anger that's what they know that's what becomes familiar in the elephant so that's what they're going to look for and that's what they're going to come off of and that's what we grow up with and you know yeah i've learned over time and everything that i've done the the more i've released dude if i i really wish i could just transport myself back 25 30 years ago because it's like in the in the state of being i am because i'd go back and be like fuck i wouldn't have qualms about anything i don't give a shit you know what I mean? And not get not not give a shit in the sense of like don't care, but like there's no need for an impact. Right. I can execute, I can do this, I can do that, because it's it's in proper context and I've set myself up to do this mm-hmm. and be successful around it. Doesn't mean it wouldn't weigh on me, does I'm still a human being, mm-hmm. but I have the tools to be able to dump it fast. That's the thing, man. Yeah, dude. It's like and and how I'm understanding this this situation is that a lot of these folks are in positions in their day-to-day job, the thing they chose to do to provide for their families and to serve, um, they might see, do, or experience things that makes them feel shameful, makes them feel angry, makes them feel like the world is just totally fucked. Yeah. And if you carry those feelings, like it's no wonder. 
like that would not be a good place to exist, you know? Yeah, man. And I'm going to, I'm going to give a note, like a side note. So if you do this breathwork technique, understand when you regulate the system properly, you may have a release. Yeah. Like you may just start crying, not add anything. And you know, one of the techniques we use out on the range and doing some of the meditation work is if, if, if you start to feel that, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go relax the jaw, open the mouth, open it wide completely. Just allow the breath to leave the body. Don't force it. And nine times out of 10, you'll just start crying and it's okay. That's if you're in a safe space, like you said, you can, and it's not, yeah, it's it's not a sadness. It's, it's the body offloading. That's all it is. You know, guys, I've had SEAL team guys on the cushion, on the range, just dump. And they're not sad. They're not crying at something. There, you are finally allowing. Unlocking yeah, that. Yeah, you're 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 popping the you're speed, popping yeah. the valve, man. Yeah. You're you're letting the freaking pressure release off, and and there's going to be and you, or you may laugh uncontrollably. Right. You know what I mean? There 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 will be this emotional release. So if you do this and start feeling this, because I was thinking about it, I'm like, shit, man, we're doing some. If you're doing the work, there may come a point where your body begins to regulate to a spot where you're then just like. Wait, what's happening? What's this, don't what's resist this that. Yeah. yeah, don't resist it. Relax the jaw, let the <clears> breath go, and let it, and just let it be what it's going to be. So, man, this past this past April, um, I did a men's retreat, um, New Warrior Training Adventure. Have you heard of this one? No, you were telling me about it. It's called the Mankind Project. It's a nonprofit, yeah. Yeah. Um, religion agnostic, sex orientation agnostic, gay dudes, straight dudes, black, white, Mexican, all men, all males, biological males. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to share the full experience because if you, if this is something you want to do, I, I want you to experience it and have, you know, no bias from what I, from what I share. But, um, I will say that not only are we lacking a rite of passage into manhood in America, that's like a really big thing where it's like, when do I become a man? At what age? Is it 18? I don't know. I can go to war and like kill people. Does that mean, but I can't drink? Like, it's a very weird thing. Right? Societies and tribes, all of our ancestors had this rite of passage. From this moment forward, you're now a man. Behave like it. However, we don't have that. And so there's a lot of really weird shit, especially in like an alpha, like agro culture that is police, fire, military. Um, I was able to experience levels of emotion, of sadness, of happiness and of connection with other males that I didn't know was possible yeah. in a non-sexual way. Yeah, totally. Right? So let me yeah. just preface this. There's not some weird thing like that. Yeah. No judgment. But, um, bro, it was life-changing to go through this experience with other men who, like, you know, uh, who were experiencing the same feelings of shame and self-doubt and anxiety that I was feeling. And they're, like, super successful businessmen, millionaires, right? Uh, Navy SEAL guys. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm just like, holy shit. Dude, we got a long way to go. We yeah. got a lot to learn. Yeah. I mean, we have got a lot to learn about ourselves and about our communities. And so, so yeah, dude. Well, let's do this. Let's wrap up today's conversation. Uh, we'll come back for another one because awesome. I think that'll be 
were definitely worthwhile. Uh, I'm going to make sure you're linked up on the site with all the show notes. Uh, will you do me a favor? Will you send me uh, a write-up on just some simple, the, what we discussed, just those steps so I can drop them into the show notes. So they'll be available for you online uh, at mindsetradio.com. You'll see this episode up with, uh, with Colby. Uh, check in, grab the show notes. We'll make some downloadable PDFs or something for you. Uh, so you can grab those. You've got some actionable uh, kind of step-by-step processes to this things. I'd love to hear your comments, so make sure you hop into the Facebook group, Mindset Radio, uh, off our Facebook page. Go ahead. You know what I'll do, man? Um, so typically, my breathwork challenge is 50 bucks. I'm going to put together a coupon code where it's free, only for listeners of the show. Wow. Coupon code, Mindset. Okay. Go to my website. Okay. On the navigation, you'll see breathwork challenge. This introduces its four weeks of content, teaches everything that I've learned, as well as helps you implement it into a daily practice. When you're checking out, just enter code mindset and I'll just waive the entire fee. Wow. Dude. That's it's that powerful, dude. It's like that's you literally rad. have no excuse to not do this now, Yeah, so. that's that's pretty rad. So I you better I better see a flood. I mean, there's you know, I, I virtually I'm gonna watch the numbers on the show and then I'm gonna check with Colby. <laughs> and if you're not taking advantage of that, I'm going to boot you from ever listening to this show ever again. <laughs> don't shame them, bro. Uh, no, no, I won't shame <laughs> you. But I will shame you. Okay. So uh, so yeah, man, cool. Well, then all that stuff will be linked up, linked over to Kobe's website. Uh, a little bit more about him, uh, what to do, you know, how to how to connect with him. Uh, follow his ugly butt on uh, on all the social media stuff. Uh, there's always value streaming out of this guy. So thanks for listening. That's going to be your show. We're going to wrap this up. We'll uh, see you again. I think Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. Today's show was brought to you in part by the Primed Mind app. You know, I've gotten to know Elliot Rowe over some time now, and using his app has been a huge game changer for me. It brings together a perfect set of guided meditations that really keep you in the game, whether it's sleep, performance, workouts, resiliency, or making those critical transitions between home and work. The Prime Mind app is my go-to source for putting me in the mental and emotional condition necessary to deal with whatever comes my way. Check it out at mindsetradio.com backslash primed mind. That's P-R-I-M-E-D-M-I-N-D. Download it and check out what Elliot has to offer. Remember, this podcast is only available through your continued support through donations to the Operational Mindset Foundation at opmindset.org and through your engagement with our sponsors. So stop by MindsetRadio.com for all the show notes from today's episode and show some love to all of our sponsors by visiting Mindset.com backslash sponsors. As always, feel free to drop me a note with your thoughts about today's episode or join us on Facebook in the Mindset Radio Facebook group. You could follow us on Instagram at Mindset Radio or over at Twitter at Mindset underscore radio. That's Mindset underscore radio over on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and I'm looking forward to next time. Until then, stay safe and stay operational, my friends.